What's up, guys? Dave Van Auken here, Fight Finesse, the Dave Van Auken Show. The red light is on, and I am pumped right now. We're about to talk with the undefeated Bare Knuckle FC heavyweight, walking away, throwing, you know, knocking out spit out of people's mouth. The knockout has went viral. This man's everywhere. I'm talking about the one, the only, the talent, Alan Belcher. What's up, my guy? Hey, what's up, man? Hey. Thanks for that intro. Absolutely, brother. That knockout's everywhere. I'm telling you, social media, every MMA site, Bare Knuckle FC site, every social media, that shit's crazy. It's blowing up, man. It really feels good. It feels good, man. Yeah. Haven't been haven't been in that, that type of spotlight in a while. Probably, I don't know if ever. Really, man, there's a lot of momentum behind it. So, um, yeah, just staying focused. Okay. Not letting it go to my head or anything like that. Staying focused because there's a lot of work to be done the next couple true, of years. True, true. I know. It feels like it's just the beginning of this amazing journey. That we're to. All right, so let's kind of get on that. Before we'll get into Frank Tate, we'll get into Arnold Adams, we'll get into the uh, knockout and everything that's going on. But I want to hear about, Alan, your story, this redemption story, this journey. I want to like really, really uh, shine light to this journey Six years, yeah. eight years, ten years, you know, walked away, the injury, all this aside, it's just been this amazing redemption tour. You know, wrap a bow on it. Give me two minutes, four minutes, a synopsis okay. on this amazing journey that you have been on. Okay, cool, man. Well, um, you know, I guess I'm assuming that people know a little bit about my UFC career. I had I was I was very young, twenty-two years old in the UFC, and within my first about my first three to four fights, I was top ten in the world. So I was I was top 10 from, uh, you know, probably 23, 24, all the way until my last fight at 29. And in my own in my own world, in my own mind, there was never going to be enough. I was just going to keep chasing more money and more, uh, you know, the belt and, and all that type of thing. And uh, it was just a lot of pressure. And I felt like I needed some relief from that pressure. I had the eye injuries and all these things and, you know, people around me and I had a family and I had business and there was, there was, you know, it was just a lot, it was a lot going on and um, it's similar. I'm sure a lot of people can relate, you know, to, to um, something that they've, that they've been through or been that they've done in their life, you know? And uh, you know, I ended up, I ended up going and, you know, doing something else. I was like, all right, I don't have to fight. I don't have to just keep chasing this belt. Let me, let me let go of the ego a little bit and let me just be, you know, let me just provide it for my family and let me just do um, whatever it is that you're supposed to do as a man, what you're taught that you're supposed to do, raise your family and bring home money and stuff and stop making it all about you and be so self-centered or whatever. So what I did instead was then I became addicted to business and 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 money in a different way, right? And I started getting in, involved in in all types of different businesses, and and I built a a really big company. I built a consulting company, and opened up more gyms, and you know did a lot of internet marketing, selling all kinds of things, and you know and I started going there. And then before I know it, I'm like, man, I'm going the same road here, and I'm really just my attention is right here. You know, I can't keep, I can't split my attention between other people and, you know, the relationships I need and my, my own personal health. And, um, you know, so like, like a lot of people, um, I, I 
struggled with addiction of, of different things, not only just not speaking of drugs, but like, you know, just being addicted to work and addicted to um, things that you don't think that are drugs, like tons of um, espresso and coffee all day long, just stimulants, boom, 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 you know, and dude, getting, um, you know, just in a really, a really bad place, you know? And so, um, you know, those eight years that I was off, I had a lot of good experiences. I had, I had growth in different areas, but, um, a lot of it, I feel like I, I even regressed in my, in my growth a lot. So, um, and I think that's from just getting off track of what you're really, what your purpose is and what you're meant to do, you know? So once I got myself in a place mentally where I didn't have to be the best in the world and I didn't have a lot of people around me blowing my head up anymore, you know, which is something that I'll, I'll never do again is let people come in and, and leech off of me or, come in and pump me up and be my, my hype men and my, my entourage and that type of thing. And, um, you know, once all of those people were gone, not that it was their fault or anything, but you know, people, I'm back in a position where now I'm an underdog or whatever. And I just kind of, you know, woke up one day and, and realized that, um, you know, one of these days that's all, it's all going to be over. You're going to be old. You're going to be on your deathbed. You're going to look back. And at that point, you're not really going to give a fuck what people think. Right, you know, right, you're not right, going to right. give a damn what, you know, what, what people think or whatever. And you're just going to, you know, ask yourself, what did you do, you know, for yourself and for your family, your legacy, what you're, what you're leaving behind. So I got myself in a mental place where I was like, well, I mean, why the hell not? Let's just, let's do this. My, I had the eye injuries and you know, the eye surgeries and, and, uh, there was some, a little bit of risk there, but, but I, I waited out and I was like, man, I'm not going to let that hold me back. I'm really not going to let anything hold me back. I got a few years left. I think I was like 36, 36, 37 at the time. And, um, you know, I was like, it was it, I good. It- did David Feldman at that time, did he kind of reach out to you? Was like, hey, we're, you know, you yeah. would be a huge addition into this heavyweight division. Is that kind of Absolutely. how it happened? Yeah. I mean, Feldman, Feldman um, was a big, a big factor in it, you know, because he, he did reach out to me, you know, a few times. We had a couple of meetings, had a couple of dinners mm-hmm. and stuff. And he really, uh, he really believed in me, he thought that, that it would be, um, a good spot for me that I would do well and that it would be good for BKFC and, and all those types of things. So he really got my wheels turning and, um, Dean tools, a really um, good friend of mine. And he really, he stayed after me, honestly, every time we would talk for eight years, he would, he would always encourage me to go back and say, Hey, look at this, look at the light heavyweight division. Look at the heavyweight division. You should be doing this. You should come on, man. And I, Cause I think he saw that, that I wasn't happy with what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, happiness is, is everything. And right, right. the people watching this right now, um, may not even, may not even realize that because you hear, you know, happy. Oh yeah. Well, I'm happy. And the yeah, happiness is great, but everything in life is about happiness. It doesn't matter what any question I could ask you right now, Dave Van Auken, 
I could ask you any question about what you want or whatever. And it could even, you're either going to spin it, you're spinning it in a way to make it about your kids or whatever, but it's always at the end of it. Then you're going to say, why is that? And it's going to be to be happy because that makes it happy. Right. right. I want my kids to be happy. Why do you want your kids to be happy? Because that makes me happy. Why do you want to be rich? Because then I could do this. Okay. Right. If you do this, why do you want to do that? Well, because I can do that. Well, why that? Because it'd be happy. Happiness is everything. Right. So, and it's all, it's about you. It's about what makes you happy. And why would, why else, you know, why else? It's like, you know, not going to live a miserable life. You know, right, right. nobody wants to live a miserable life. So, um, I got myself in a good spot and everything just kind of fell together. Feldman came, reached out to me and those wheels started turning in my head and I started, you know, just trying to get into a reality. And I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it full time. And I changed, changed my whole life around. I stopped drinking alcohol. I stopped um, anything unhealthy that I was doing. And I really got busy, you know, transforming my body, getting healthy getting my mind healthy and um, getting closer and closer to really having the confidence to do it. And before I knew it, I was, I was manifesting and attracting things. And, and now we're, we got a, a fight lined up with Tony Lopez and I'm like, man, this is, this is real. So I'll come back and then, you know, every fight since then has just been lots of growth and I'm on that, that upward, upward spiral right now. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm very happy I'm doing this for myself, but the, the, I'm starting to get more and more connected to, you know, to the people, to the people that are there supporting us. And it really feels like this time that this is, this is something that I'm doing with everyone, every, I feel, I feel the vibe. I feel the energy from the fans and the, you know, the, the guys that are, that are, um, you know, defending our country that are, that are, overseas and the firemen and the the regular guys the moms and the right. the kids that are looking up to me and you know all these types of things and um you know i feel like uh it's it's just my duty it's my duty at this point is to to keep going and show people that you can you can manifest anything that you want in your life you know you got to you got to find your own thing it's not going to be you know, a UFC fighter for everyone or bare knuckle boxing, right, right, but right, right, right. you can, you are in a lot more control of your mind and what's going on around you than you actually think. And if I can help shine that light on someone just a little bit and let that light bulb go off, then it could really mean the difference in being miserable for the rest of your life or happy. So I feel like that's my job. I love it, man. I love it. It's such a great story. Um, talking about being happy. That knockout, that walkaway knockout win against Frank Tate, um, man, it was awesome. It was like uh, videos are leaking of you kind of just running around trying to get to your people and your family and stuff of that nature. You defeat Lopez, you defeat Bobo. This fight, you and Frank, Arnold Adams is there to commentate. So we know it's a big deal. It's a main event. It's It, it was kind of the uncrowned number one contendership fight. You said you were going to knock him out in a minute. You know, it was a minute and 10 seconds. You know, we all can't be perfect. But you knocked this man out. And then the thing that's went viral, Alan, like all this water came out of Frank's mouth. Like, and, <laughs> and, like, have you talked about it? Have you seen that? It's been wild. All these um, um, stories and, and videos out. It's, it's, it's bananas. So, yeah, man, that, that's a mystery. It's kind of like, 
<laughs> you remember Ben Henderson in the UFC with the toothpick? Yeah. 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 The toothpick. Yeah. So he, it's like, it's a mystery like that. It's like, did he have a toothpick in his mouth while he was fighting? And then there's the toothpick, then it's gone. It's like, what's going on? What's going on with Frank Tate? Did he have water in his mouth or something? I actually heard that his coach or something was on a podcast or something and, and said that he had some wa- that he had water in his mouth that he forgot or something. I don't know. I think there's more to it. My theory. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you my theory behind yeah, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, just like, as a little side note. I don't know okay. if this is even interesting to anyone, but I mean, it is kind of weird. I, at first, I was like, "Damn, this really takes away from my knockout because all this shit coming out of his mouth." But there is, there is, I think, some science behind this. I'm not sure if Frank Tate. Um, Frank Tate doesn't seem very scientific, but maybe his coach is. I don't know. But you, you hear me talk a lot about fear. And all these different things, the nerves and the jitters and the pressure and whatever you want to call it, it's all just fear. It's all just fear, right? So, and and fear is just a natural response that we have that's there to to help us out. And one of the things that can, that can calm you down and, and tap into more of a calm nervous system instead of like your, your, um, your, um, you know, your defense mechanisms and dumping your adrenaline and stuff is uh breathing through your nose so when you when you if you like look at izzy in the ufc he never breathes out of his mouth right the the best guys breathe through their nose and when you breathe if you're a mouth breather you're literally just in a panic state all the time so when it comes to fighting of water so he's got to breathe through his nose that's my that's my theory that's my theory and uh, i don't know if you noticed but like at the weigh-ins frank wouldn't look at me yeah and before the fights he wouldn't look at me and these are all signs of um, a lot of people would say these are signs of someone that's scared or something like that but we're all scared it's a sign of someone that realizes that it's okay to be scared and when I look at the person, it makes me more scared. And that's just, you don't have to do that. Takanori Gomi used to do this way back in pride in his stare downs and things like that. He would just turn his head and never look at the person in the eyes because it's just wasted energy. Mm. You know, the intimidation doesn't really do much. Right. A lot of times when you try to intimidate someone or you try to push them or you disrespect them, it's like, you know, that might backfire on you. Now you light a fire on that person's ass and they train harder and they go harder than they, they'll never quit. Now you've created pridefulness in that person. You don't want to do that. So it's better just to keep it calm. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, so I I think that maybe that's my theory is that he was trying to stay calm and breathe through his nose, but it may be as simple as Frank Tate forgot to swallow his water in the corner. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I love it. We'll ride with that. Um, so you knock out Frank Tate, you walk off, you're kind of going around, a lot of stuff's going on, and all of a sudden, boom, Arnold Adams, you probably saw the video. He went, you know, berserk when he saw the knockout. He walks into the ring. I see you guys kind of go back and forth. You know, you've been saying this, you've been manifesting this for a minute. A hundred percent. You, Arnold Adams, is next. When and how soon do you think we can really see this? Is this something we can see at the end of the summer? You look healthy. You don't look like you got any scratches on you. Can we see this sooner than you think, or you want in mind if you get at this in six months? Um. Well, what I would love to see happen is something creating in July. I think if not, there's nothing really in July. I don't know if that's a break for BKFC or whatever. But I say let's put something together and just do it in July because 
you know, why not? I'd rather, I'd rather do that than, than wait. I did talk to Feldman and, um, uh, I'm not sure if I can really see that. Maybe I'm leaking a little bit, but he said probably September. Okay. So I may get in trouble for saying that, but probably, probably September. And, okay. um, that's cool. If that's the case, I've got two or three boxing matches lined up. Um, still climbing the ranks in pro boxing. Uh, so I'm going to do that in July and then train for Arnold Adams in August and then beat him in July. I love that. And, uh, it was, I was honored to be commentating on one of your boxing matches around six weeks ago, five weeks ago. It was funny because Pearl Gonzalez and myself were commentating and we were talking, you know, we're behind the scenes a little bit and we're like, it, it's pretty wild that you took a boxing match against a killer. Camp Grahams have been, he's not just someone they put off the street. He He's around the scene. He fights MMA, he fights boxing. He's a legit boy. He's a legit man. And uh, you fought in boxing. I think, what was it, 50, or two weeks or three weeks on the dot before you're about to fight, uh, you know, and a big main event gets Frank Tate. And right. a beautiful, you know, second round knockout. I called it. You literally got off that center line, threw that right across, and uh, Cam Graham, I don't know if he's okay yet, but hopefully he is. But uh, just the the streak you're on, momentum you're on, I think everyone feels it too. Like you were saying, like I'm bringing everyone along on this. I think everyone feels it. I think you've been a real limelight for Bare Knuckle FC. The heavyweight division's been on fire since the last two, three years. Um, you know, Chase Sherman and Joey Beltron to Arnold Adams and Dylan Kleckler was doing his thing. And now you're the number one contender. There's no doubt about it. It, is, it should be good. It should be good, man. I cannot wait. September, hopefully it is. And Alan, hey, uh, you know, I know you got family stuff coming up. We'll let you run. Is there any last things you want to get off your chest or anyone you want to shout at anything of that nature? Man, I just want to say that, you know, if, if someone has been following me for a while, I would, I, def, I appreciate it. I, I definitely feel it. All the messages that I got and I go through the comments, I go through, you know, my messages and, and whatnot. And those things really do mean a lot. They mean more to me than than ever before. And if you're just now you know, finding out who Alan Belcher is, and I promise you, if you follow me through this, that it's going to be, it's going to be a fun experience. And I'm, I'm never going to let my fans, I'm never going to let my fans down. You know, when, when it come, does come to the day, does come to the day, finally, whenever it's all done or it's all, or I lose or whatever, then, um, and I'm going to, um, you know, it's just all, it's all part of it. So, from here on out, man, it's just it's all about the connection with the fans and my people and, and taking along on this journey and just seeing how far far we can go and see if we really are manifesting this life. Because right now it's uh, it seems like I can I, I got my my mindset on my goal and I'm just making it happen. It is. It's been an unbelievable run. Uh, the Bare Knuckle FC run. Tony Lopez, Bobo Bannon, Frank Tate. Looks like Arnold Adams is next. We might see that hopefully in September. Uh, Alan, man, just be healthy. Have a great summer. Have a great time with the family and all. And we'll talk to you soon, man. We uh, we, we we are big fans of you. Fight Bananas has got your back, and we can't wait to see you back in there, brother. All right, Dave. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, brother. Be good. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.